Before we dive into the episode, I want to tell you about this awesome new partnership that I have with Tzatziki's Mediterranean Cafe that is for you specifically, my podcast listeners. Everyone is looking to get in shape, stay in shape, lose weight, or get more toned at the beginning of the year, and there's not always the healthiest food options for you to have when you're on the go or you just don't have time to cook. But there is Tzatziki's. Why is Tzatziki's one of my favorites? It's because of what they stand for. They've made the source of their food and their ingredients one of their highest priorities because they understand that the quality of their products directly impacts the customer dining experience. Their standards are high and they've worked hard to find farmers and producers whose values align with theirs. This includes using grass-fed beef, humanely raised lamb, and high-quality imported ingredients from Greece. I still remember the first time that I had tzatziki's two years ago. I had never been before because I didn't even really know what Mediterranean food was and then I had it and I was literally blown away. Like I couldn't I couldn't believe how good it was. It tasted like it was fresh out of the kitchen and it had so much flavor. So I want you to enjoy Tzatziki's too. From now until March 28th, Tzatziki's is offering the listeners of the Best You Podcast 15% off with the code BESTYOU. This offer is only available to those who live in the Nashville area and this code is only available for online orders or orders through the Tzatziki's app. Again, from now until March 28th, use the code BESTYOU to get 15% off. Quality of food is literally the number one thing that you need to focus on in order to get closer to your health and fitness goals, and Tzatziki's is the epitome of quality. My favorite meal is the grilled chicken pesto hero, so go take advantage of this offer before it's too late. Again, use the code BESTYOU to get 15% off. How he's able to only work five days the entire month. The balance of extreme discipline and extreme spontaneity in his life. The most important podcast question that he's ever asked the importance of backwards planning, and so much more coming right up. This is episode number 277 with founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, John Lee Dumas. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. I'm here because you want to get closer to the best version of yourself, but there are so many things that you need to do in order to get there. And because it's overwhelmingly complicated, it's easy to lose focus, easy to lose a sense of direction, which is why so many people fall short of their true potential. But that's why I create videos, podcasts, and fitness programs to keep you on track to your best you. Go to nickcarrier.com to learn more. Today, I'm bringing you a super special episode that comes full circle for me. I started Nick Carrier's Best You podcast back in October of 2018, or at least that's when I started releasing the first episodes. But during the spring and the summer of 2018 is when I really started getting prepared for my launch and it would not have been possible if it wasn't for John's free podcast course. John, or JLD, has been an authority in the podcast space for quite some time. He's the founder and host of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. With over 100 million listens of his 3,000 plus episodes, JLD has turned Entrepreneurs on Fire into a media empire that generates over a million listens every single month and seven figures of net annual revenue eight years in a row. His first traditionally published book, the Common Path to Uncommon Success is available for pre-order now with five amazing bonuses at UncommonSuccessBook.com. I've already pre-ordered the book my, myself and have loved diving into the amazing bonuses that he has available. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Carrier underscore Best You and follow John at John Lee Dumas and go check out his awesome podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And most importantly, go pre-order his book right now. Like go, stop what you're doing, pause the episode, go order it right now. It's called The Common Path uncommon success. You'll get an extreme amount of value for just $25. Again, go to uncommonsuccessbook.com. 
Without further ado, here's to getting closer to your best you with the one and only John Lee Dumas. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. I am super fired up today to have the one and only JLD, John Lee Dumas, with me today. John, I just want to start by saying thanks for spending the time with me today. Brother, I am fired up to be here. I already love your energy. We are going to prepare to ignite together. Amen to that. Amen to that. Love your energy as well. Uh, well, John is the founder and host of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. Um, and this is coming full circle for me because I actually took your free podcast course a little under three years ago uh, to get myself started. So this is kind of a cool moment for me, um, but kind of want to jump right into it. You're coming out with your first traditionally published book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success. Right now it's already available for pre-order and with five amazing bonuses at uncommonsuccessbook.com. And I was just telling John how I was watching one of his exclusive podcast interviews on, uh, within his bonuses, and he has some uh, great bonuses in there uh, as well that just brings more and more value than just than just the book itself, but I'm, I'm sure the book itself is going to bring a ton of value. But the way I want to start today, John, is that you went, you were in ROTC at Providence College, and then and kind of right away, you, you almost thought about quitting a little bit, but then you made it through, and then you kind of went from station to station everywhere from Washington, Kentucky, Kansas. And then you did a 13th month tour in Iraq, if I, if I did my research correctly. And that's when things were, started to become real. That's when people had actual weapons that could fire back at you. And you've described it like every day is like the Super Bowl. You have to wake up consistent, consistently disciplined every single day. And so what, that sounds like such a different, kind of like a, just such a different experience. What does it take to wake up and perform every single day like it's the Super Bowl? Well, number one, you have done your research. So kudos to you. Number two, brother, it's stressful. Like it's anxiety. Like it's it's like, it just weighs on you as an individual. And, you know, for 13 months having to do that, like it really did kind of build up, you know, a thick skin with me of realizing that, hey, like the human body can do a lot more than maybe I thought it was possible of doing. And it honestly set me up for success, you know, later in life, like kind of know I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but you know, a lot of people are like, how could you possibly do like 19 interviews in a day, which is what I'm doing today. And I'm like, because like I used to spend 19 hours, like being afraid for my life and getting shot at. And like, when I put that in perspective and I, and I actually like compare and contrast those two things, like this is pretty darn easy to be, you know, in my office with my dog, Gus right there, <laughs> drinking some water, you know, just hanging out, talking to cool people. Like, is life really that tough? Yeah. Do you think it's one of the biggest translators from that period of time to now being able to do 19 interviews? Do you think it's really a a mindset thing going into the day to be able to to show up like that, like it's the Super Bowl every single day, like you probably still do? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I don't show up every day like it's a Super Bowl. That's the beauty of what I've done is I call it batching like a baller. So typically, you know, when I'm in non-book promotional mode, I work five days a month hard. There's five Super Bowl days per month. So I'm not waking up every day like it's a Super Bowl, but five of those days of the month I am where I'm just like back-to-back interviews for EO Fire or back-to-back interviews on other shows or back-to-back doing something that's like, you know, really intensive mind-wise and, and you know, brain-wise and bandwidth-wise. But then the other 25 days, it's it's an off day. It's a recharge day. It's a refresh day. I might be doing a couple hours of email. I may be doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but like, I'm really not doing that much for 25 days in the month. But again, for those five days, I am all 
And so that's what's allowed me to keep up the pace that I've kept up since 2012, interviewing over 3,000 entrepreneurs, having over 100 million listens, 1.4 million, you know, monthly average listens. And, you know, now having a business that is generating over $100,000 a month for 90, nine zero months in a row. It's because I batch, I pick my battles and I do it. And that's another thing you learn in the army is like, you want to pick the battles you can win. Like, that's what you want to do. And like, that was my picking of the battles. Like, picking the days I was going to go all in. This is going to be my Super Bowl, And then still having my refresh days, my recharge days, because those are critical. Yeah. So to kind of almost keep the, you know, we're saying Super Bowl, to almost keep a football analogy, sometimes there are teams who get the number one seed going into the playoffs and they have a bye week and then they show up that, that next game sometimes unprepared because they had a bye week. Some, or, or like, and sometimes in week 15 or week 16, they don't play their starters and sometimes the starters can start off the next game that they do play, like playoff game number one, pretty cold. So that's like one of one of the things that I thought about. If you, when you take twenty five days off, or you know, do a minimal work, if you will, do you ever feel like there is almost a little bit of a transition time to getting back in the zone, getting back in the groove? Absolutely. I mean, listen. If you want to stay sharp, you got to do something a lot. And that's one of the reasons why I love doing a daily podcast because I was doing 30 interviews a month. Like instead of just doing four interviews per month, which all my competitors were doing back in 2012, doing a weekly podcast, like I was putting in the reps. I was getting better every day. I was getting sharper every day. Like I was making it actually happen. And that was key. And so now like when I come back after maybe two weeks, three weeks of like, you know, not really doing the work there is some rust there. There is some, you know, kind of like getting over that kind of initial hump. But to be fair, like I'm not doing five days, like one, two, three, four, five in a row, then taking 25 days off. I'm pretty much just doing like one all in day a week. And so I'm still doing it fairly consistently. But again, even four or five or six days off, like that's a long time too. So there's definitely some initial transition back. You know, a lot of people actually, when I'm like being interviewed, they're like, oh, like I'm like your... 20th of 20 interviews today, like that's too bad. I'm like, actually, you're the luckiest person because I am sharper now. I'm more on fire now than I was for episode one. I was kind of getting warmed up a little bit, like starting that car, like revving the engine. You know, by episode two, you know, by interview two or three, like I was pretty much good to go. But by episode 20, man, you're getting the best JLD you can possibly get, man. I am all cylinders firing. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad I'm number 18 of 19 then. I got all cylinders firing. So when I was going back into your story, one of the the themes that the kind of the a general theme throughout the honestly the course of your life or, or the course of the last couple of decades has been the varying changes in the environments that you've been in and that you've lived in. So like after you were in the army, you went to Guatemala, then you went to India, then you moved to San Diego, you went back to Maine, now you live in Puerto Rico. And I found that really interesting because I know from my experience, I've only moved, like really moved once going from like Atlanta to, to now Nashville. And I've known that changing my environment has provided me with so many things that I wouldn't have otherwise experienced with without the change in environment. So with that being said, what do you think the the changing of the varying environments that you've been in has provided you that maybe you wouldn't have been able to get if you didn't make all those changes? So one thing I want to say to that is I believe wholeheartedly that way too many people live within their comfort zone. You know, they work kind of hard to get to a certain point and then they get comfortable there because, you know, life is good enough. They're making enough money. They live in a good enough location. They have a good enough relationship, like fill in the blank for all those things. And they're just in their comfort zone and they stay there. 
And frankly, then they die and like, that's their life. Like, awesome. For me, I've recognized early on that all the magic happens outside of your comfort zone. And if you're not willing to push the envelope and get outside of your comfort zone, you're never going to experience life at its fullest. I mean, it's true for every single thing. I mean, why do I get up every single day and go in a infrared sauna for at 170 degrees for 30 minutes to sweat my little booty off because it's pushing my body? Why do I get out of it and go into my cold plunge? That's 40 degrees to push my body because it makes my body more anti-fragile. It makes my body like more resistant to other stressors because I'm putting it to the test. Why do I lift heavy weights? Who would lift heavy weights? That's not fun. It's not fun at all, but it's because I'm building muscle. I'm breaking down muscle. I'm building it back up. That analogy works for everything else in the world. And that's why I've always wanted to keep life as an adventure, try new things, do new things. Like how old are you right now? 25. Yeah. So you're young. I mean, you get time, but I mean, wow. Like if I was to die saying like I was born wherever you said you were living and then I just made one move to Nashville, I'd be like, that's a pretty sad life. Like, frankly, no matter how well you're able to craft it around. And I know, of course, you're, you're, that's not your life, but I'm just saying, for right. instance, like to me, that's been the magic. Like all my best memories wasn't like, you know, from one place for seven years that I was there. It was like, when I went to Guatemala for four months, when I wasn't backpacking India and Nepal for four months, like when I, you know, went to Honduras for scuba diving, like these are just all things that come to mind right now. And it's like, that's the kind of life that I want to live always outside of my comfort zone, because frankly, that's where all the magic happens. Yeah. And I know there's plenty of ways to obviously get yourself out of your comfort zone outside of just like getting up and moving and you can take a watch a lot of trips and stuff as well. But do you ever see yourself leaving Puerto Rico? That's going to be a tough one. I will say, yeah. you know, I'm 41 years old now. Like I've, I've kind of had my travel years, which I think of the twenties and thirties, like, you know, that was fun. And I'm still going to do it. I mean, like, listen, every year that Kate and I have been in Puerto Rico, we've gone out of the country or off the Island for at least 75 days traveling other places. Like for again, six years in a row, we were like in, in Europe and Eastern Europe and Asia and, you know, fill in the blank Fiji. I mean, we were all over the place, like travel, travel, travel. So we still, do all those things and have all those adventures and have all that fun. Cause you know, that to me is key, but man, I have found it pretty, pretty tough to leave Puerto Rico. I mean, it's like, I bought my dream home, you know, yeah, got my yeah. dog right here. You know, it's life is pretty good. And like, you know, I even like to say, even if they um, took the tax benefits away, I probably wouldn't right. leave Puerto Rico. Like I've kind of gotten to the pinnacle, I think of where my, <clears throat> my perfect place to live is, but I'm always still going to want to get out travel the world, you know, again, not just for like a week, like, again, when we're gone, like we're gone, like we did 90 days, two years ago, like poof, gone. Like it was, it was an adventure. Yeah, no, I love that. So I didn't think I was going to ask you this, but it, it kind of came to my head when uh, a couple, a couple questions ago, when you said, why do I hop in a sauna and sweat my little booty off? Um, I feel like part of your brand <clears throat> It's a little bit of like silliness and a little bit of goofiness. Like, you, you know, you introduce your podcast, like, boom, shake the room. Uh, and, and so, and there's a lot of instances of that. But I want you to talk about, like, that's, that's, pro that's probably who you are. Like, that, that is genuinely you. Like, talk about the importance of recognizing what makes you unique and what makes you special and amplifying that and using that to your advantage. 
We're gonna take a brief pause in the interview really quickly because if you're somebody who is looking to achieve a fitness goal or maybe you lack motivation to get into the gym, you lack some structure in your in your weekly routine or maybe you've been wanting to get back into the fitness game and get back to maybe your weight loss goal or whatever goal it is and you're not really quite sure how. If that sounds like you, my 10 week program is for you because I help everybody set a very specific goal Then we create a very specific strategy of the two or the three things that we need to do every single week that we believe are going to make us successful with our overall goal. And then I'll help you execute and I'll help you hold you accountable every single week. So you do the things that you kind of know you should be doing, but you're, you're not quite doing them right now. And that's what I've done with hundreds of people over the past 365 days, over the past a little over a year. And I want you to make sure that you are part of it as well. And enough for me. I want you to hear from the people who have done it in the past, what they've got out of it and, and why they did it in the first place. So here you go. I cannot say enough good things about Nick's 10 week program. I have always been somebody who has worked out, but never really had a fitness goal. If anything, I really wanted to achieve. It was more so just to stay in shape. And Nick does a great job of helping you not only define the goal, but also realize what steps you need to take to get there. Tomorrow, as of my weigh-in week nine, I hit my goal of losing 25 pounds in 10 weeks. Just the whole methodology of the program with it being one big goal followed by some smaller goals to help me reach that big goal and then the weekly commitments to help me reach those smaller goals. During these times, it's helped strengthen my mental health and strengthen my focus and really made sure to hold me accountable to my goals. I'm so happy that I was able to hit the goal and uh, so much so that I decided to do another 10 weeks with Nick. I would recommend it to anybody, no matter what your goals are, if it's weight loss, if it's running a shorter mile, if it's anything you would like to achieve, I think that this program gives you the tools to set yourself up for success. But one of the biggest benefits for me, and the biggest takeaway, I had was one I wasn't necessarily set out to improve upon, and that was building more self-confidence and really instilling self-accountability. The program was great. Um, I'm doing it again a second time to continue my weight loss, and I just can't recommend it enough. So again, guys, if you lack motivation, if you lack structure, if you want to get back into your fitness game, but you're not really sure how, then I want you to make sure you go to nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs. Again, nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs to learn more. For now, let's get back to the interview. It's a really good thing you brought up and I'm glad that came to you because really like when I first started my podcast, you know, I'd go back and listen to myself. I'm like, man, I don't even resonate with that person. I don't even know who that person is. Cause you know, I was so like robotic and I was so nervous and I was so inexperienced and I was so naive. I didn't know anything. I didn't know what I was doing. And I was just like, that's not me. That's not my personality. That's not really how I sound or how I feel or any of those things. And I'm like, how can I incorporate more of me to make this more fun, to make this more enjoyable? And by the way, to be more authentic and genuine and real and raw. And like people really want that. They want you, the real, raw, authentic you. And so it didn't come overnight even after that, that realization, but I just continued to try to bring more and more of me into the podcast, my real personality into the show, like the deeper I got into it, you know, and like that was really key. And, you know, honestly, I like to say it was episode 480 before I really was like, okay, that's JLD. Like, that's me. That's who I am. Like the corny, you know, the funny, the goofy, the joking, not taking life seriously kind of person. Like, that's who I am. And it took a long time for me to be able to feel comfortable enough and to frankly, just be good enough 
to, to be able to do that with these, you know, top flight entrepreneurs that I really respected. I don't want to just come across as like this goofy nonchalant, you know, kid. Cause you know, I was 32 at the time and like to them, you know, a lot of them were in their fifties, sixties and beyond, you know, I was half their age and I didn't want to come across as like this unprofessional. I was like, I need to be this professional radio person with this radio voice. And at the end of the day, I was wrong. And, you know, I paid for it because my show wasn't as good as it could have been otherwise, but I learned from that. And I really try to bring that forth in everything that I do, whether it's my show or being on other people's shows or whether I'm on, you know, stage in an event or I'm doing a webinar or I'm in WhatsApp or I'm in, you know, clubhouse, doesn't matter. Try to be me. Yeah. Well, I love it. You, you definitely do a good job of amplifying it. That's for sure. So one of the things that people who are probably listening right now, if, if they've never heard your story before and never listened before, they're probably thinking like, okay, this guy <clears throat> was in the army. This guy also has, does 19 podcasts in a row, but he also has 25 days where he doesn't really do that much work. He also travels and, and all this stuff. So you're kind of getting this, this, this balance of extreme discipline, but like extreme spontaneity all at the same time. And there's, there's obviously a huge benefit to both. And sometimes people can be all one way and and not the best way and all the other way and not the best way. So talk about like how you balance the two and how you kind of work those into your life. Well, you kind of nailed it when you just shared that. And for me, I've known this for a long time. I'm all or nothing. I'm literally all in or I'm not in at all. So I'm either literally going to try to be the best at something or I will be the worst because I'm not even going to try. Like I'm either going to get an A plus in this class or I'm going to get an F. Like I'm either going to be the best person on the sports team or I'm going to be the worst. And that was my attitude when I went to podcasting. I'm like, I'm either going to be the best podcaster possible or I'm not going to do it at all. So like when I went into it, I'm like, well, of course I'm going to do a daily show because how am I going to get become the best if I don't do it every single day and I don't put in the reps to actually get better? So it was just like a no brainer for me to go all in or not. Like a lot of people might be surprised, but like I can be really lazy, like intentionally, like that's part of my personality. It's like, I have no problem on my off days sitting by the pool, like playing a video game or, or, you know, reading a book, like a, a fiction book, you know, and like not really progressing necessarily in business or in wealth for like days on ends. But then like when it's time to like, like wake up this morning and say, I have 19 interviews today. I'm going to crush 19 interviews today. And I did like, I'm at crushing 18. I'm going to crush 19 and then I'm done, you know? And like, boom, I'm all or nothing. And it, I don't think everybody needs to be like that. Obviously everybody's not like that, but that's me. So I, I, I use it to my strength. You know, I know that's my attitude. I know that I couldn't wake up every day and do one episode. Like I just, they would end up, there'd be days where there'd be crappy episodes because I wouldn't be all in like mentally. But like when I have one day to do eight interviews for my show, I'm all in and everyone I crush. And I, I doubt that you feel regret around anything behind that because you probably see if, if something went wrong, you probably learned from it and moved on. But has there ever been a time where you feel like going all in on something has served you in a negative way? Not yet. I think at some point in my life it will, but not yet. All right. I love it. I love it. Um, is there, so obviously you've interviewed thousands and thousands of successful entrepreneurs and, and just different people in general. Has there, is there a most important question that you've like continually asked time after time that you feel like has been like revealed the most to you? 
what is your worst entrepreneurial moments? Like uncovering that story from so many people. I actually asked that question 2000 days in a row. That question learned a lot. I learned a lot from because I really learned like the raw behind the scenes realness. And there's so many lessons to take away from people's worst, lowest struggle, you know, entrepreneurial moments. I didn't, I didn't want their, their worst life moment. Like I didn't want to hear about the time that maybe, you know, like their kid got hit by a car. That wasn't my question. It was, what was your worst entrepreneurial moment? Like business side of things. And man, is that revealing? And helped me a lot. You know, I've probably avoided a lot of potential disasters because I've learned from so many people's mistakes. And, you know, something that I, I really, you know, keep close to my heart and brain. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm sure it reveals a lot of different things to you. So one of the things that I, I've heard you talk about before is the, the phrase backwards planning. And that's something that you kind of learned probably originally in the army. And it's kind of the same idea of reverse engineering, like coming up kind of what you beginning with the end in mind. Like that's what in seven habits of highly effective people, Stephen Covey talks about that beginning with the end in mind. And that's the approach that you took to writing your book. Like what does chapter 17 look like? Okay. That's what 17 probably is. What's 16, what's 15 and, and, and reverse engineering or backwards planning from there. I want you to just talk about kind of the importance that that has played into your life and, and the different things that you've kind of, u- that you kind of use that for. That's exactly where I got it from. I mean, backwards planning is in the military. It's, it's such a big part of what you do because you're like, okay, this is what mission accomplished looks like. Now, how do we get there? Well, let's take one step back from mission accomplished. Where are you? Okay. Well then take one step back from there. Where are you? And before you do it, you get to where you currently are. And or I said, before you know it, you get to where you currently are. And it's like, oh, well, then those are the steps forwarding to take to get the mission accomplished. And that's exactly what it came with this book. It was like, I wanted to know what the common path that all these successful entrepreneurs have trod upon to get to their version of uncommon success. So I boiled down all the commonalities and there were 17 core foundational principles that all the entrepreneurs shared. And I looked down and I said, this is a path. Let's start at the ends and let's work backwards. Like the end is uncommon success. Okay, boom. What's 16, 15, 14? And before I knew it, I had this chronological step-by-step 17-step roadmap to financial freedom and fulfillment. I had the roadmap to your version of uncommon success. Now, I just had to sit down and write the thing. And speaking of writing the thing, by the way, like 2020 was my quarantine year, like most people. And I sat down Eight months, two hours every day, my first two hours were dedicated to nothing else but writing this book. And it took me 480 hours of writing to expound upon these 17 steps into the full um, part, uh, the full um, explanation and detailed uh, results that they are now in this book. And it's 71,000 words. It's 273 pages. Like, this was work getting like what I knew from my own journey, but more importantly, from the 3000 successful entrepreneurs that I've interviewed and how I downloaded that into these 17 steps, put them into chronological order and then put them into this book step by step by step. And it all started with the backwards planning. I love it. I love it. You went all in. You went all in once again. <laughs> I love it. Well, before I ask the last question, John, I want to acknowledge you because you've 
you're you're so open about like your business and, and ha- wanting to just provide more and more value and support for others. And obviously, I experienced it with my free podcast course. I mean, you put your freaking income report out online, and and you do so much to support other people. And I think it's more than most people are are willing to do themselves. And a lot of the the things that aren't things that you get paid for. Um, and then for your ability to put your heart and soul and, and commitment and discipline two hours a day over this long period of time to, to put this book together, to be able to provide so much value to people with your amazing bonuses and all this stuff um, for the, the small price that a book is, it's, it's just super cool, man. Well, thank you very much. It was honestly the book I knew I had to write because I essentially get the same 10 questions from my audience over and over and over again. And I can't take the time to these hundreds of emails every day, week, month to to respond individually. It's just not possible. But what I can do is write the book that has the answers to all of their questions. And it wasn't easy, but now that I've done it, like I'm so glad that I have this book that I can gift to them and say, this is the answer to your questions. Enjoy. I love it. I love it. Well, I know so many people are want to go going to get to order it right now. Just go to uncommonsuccessbook.com, guys. It's it's freaking awesome. And he has, like I said, amazing bonuses in there, interviews with him, interviews with some of his guests and and some more stuff to come. Have you gone so, your journals, by the way? Uh not yet. Not yet. I was actually I, I put that I put it in. I think I'm it probably should be here pretty soon. So I'm awesome. looking forward. Yeah. I'm looking forward like to getting it. One of those them. awesome bonuses. I am literally shipping to your door all three of my bonuses, uh, all three of my journals. The Freedom Journal, the Mastery Journal, the Podcast Journal. There are three amazing journals on my own expense, on my own dime. I'm shipping to your door for a single pre-order. Um, although I know that, you know, Chris is actually obviously going to go and, you know, pre-order, you know, probably 10 more for his audience right now and really make things happen. So just want to say, you know, I'm honored to be on the show right now. I mean, I think you're doing some really good things here and it's really cool to see that, you know, you're down in Nashville making things happen and it's, you know, for me, like being able to share this book with everybody and, you know, being able to see that, you know, you are, you know, here supporting and doing what you're doing with your audience is just so exciting. So just visit UncommonSuccessBook.com. Keep listening to Nick's podcast, obviously, but, you know, come listen to my podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire as well. Make both of us one of the seven podcasts that you listen to. Order this book, get all the bonuses. All these bonuses disappear on March 23rd. So pre-order, make it happen. And Nick, I just want to say thank you, brother, for having me on the show. Much appreciated. I don't take it lightly. Yeah, man, no doubt, no doubt. Well, y'all go make sure you follow him at John Lee Dumas on socials. Um, Last question, John. I think that getting closer to the best version of yourself is both a constant journey and a unique journey. I think the way that I get closer to the best version of myself is going to be a little bit different than the way that you get closer to the best version of yourself. So last question for you personally, if you could currently do or work on three things to get closer to the best John Lee Dumas, the best JLD that there could possibly be, then what are those three things that you could currently do or currently work on? I'd work on my productivity which would be producing the right content. I work on my discipline, actually having a plan of action every day and being a disciple to that plan of action. And I would work on my focus, making sure that I'm always following one course until success. Boom. Awesome three. Awesome three. John, well, I really appreciate your time, man. Thanks, brother. There you have it. Such an amazing episode with John. Be sure you share this episode with a friend or family member. Share about John's brand new book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success at UncommonSuccessBook.com. And again, you can find that in the show notes at NickCarrier.com slash podcast. You want to make sure that you pre-order your copy today because you don't want to miss out on the bonuses 
that go away on March 23rd. And if you're interested in having a clear path to hit your fitness goals, then make sure you go to nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs. Again, nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs. Remember, get outside of your comfort zone. That's where all great things in life happen. That's why John has done so much traveling and moving locations from Guatemala to India, San Diego, Honduras, Puerto Rico, and so much more. Those experiences have gotten him outside of his comfort zone and allowed him to grow so much because of it. And also, remember to implement backwards planning. We must begin with the end in mind. Visualize what the end product looks like and then take steps back one at a time from there. There were some awesome lessons today with John. Make sure you pre-order your book, his book right now at UncommonSuccessBook.com. I hope you take the lessons John shared today and start applying them into your life so that you can get closer and closer to your best you.